glad you guys were here this morning. If you're listening online, it was way better in person. Uh, just want to share a couple quick thoughts with you guys this morning. Um, last week, we just talked about having the heart of a rescuer, that you don't sit in these church seats just to listen to me uh, or to sing some songs, but that you sit here and that you're here and out in your world reaching out to real people, real people who say, hey, I felt lost and I just needed somebody to be a light. Thank you for your hugs. Thank you for, you know, God can use Facebook and even country music. Uh, I never thought, but he can use you as well, no matter where you're at. And to share your story this morning, I just really want to quickly challenge you with this thought, that the thought of perspective, the thought that you each have something unique to you, but common with others is that you each have perspective and that uh, perspective matters. I found this clever little uh thing that, you know, the one guy's like, oh, boat, and the other one's like, oh, land, right? They both think the other one's going to save them. It's perspective that matters. And, you know, one of the things that I think about our perspective, it's not always correct. You know, things aren't always as they appear. I don't know if these are appropriate, but we'll try. Uh, this is not what it seems. <laughs> you know, uh, neither is this. You know, one second after this, this would look completely different. And then for those who, you know, you try and, yeah, this, somebody didn't like their boyfriend, right? But um, different perspectives of life. And, you know, people see the same thing, the same thing that happens in different ways like this. You know, the father sees the throwing the child, you know, the child sees it. And then obviously on the far side, that's how the mother sees it. <laughs> it's, it's the same event. It's the same event, but perspective Perspective matters, you know, uh, and sometimes you try and explain your perspective to someone else and they really have a hard time understanding it. Like, you know, for women, trying to explain to a man what it feels like to be pregnant. Like that, you know, I just, that's, they, they, my wife could never, you know, get it through my head, you know, why she's extra tired or whatever. It's like, it's hard for them to understand. Or with a child, you know, getting down on their level, just as you can look them in the eyes so they're not talking to your kneecaps and understand and see what it's like from their uh, perspective. It's amazing how our perspective changes. You know, you may have had thoughts about Ashley before today, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa. Once you hear someone's story, it brings, it brings a whole different perspective. And everyone around you has, has a story. You know, the thing that we often have a different perspective on is God and faith and church. And maybe you came here this morning and you're like, I did not think it was going to be like this. You know, or maybe, maybe you know people around you that you mention God and their response is so negative. They're like, I have nothing to do with God, you know, or your, your church, is, church is like a swear word around your uh, workplace. You know, don't talk to me about that kind of stuff. Maybe there's a negative feeling about Christianity and faith around you, or maybe you're here this morning and you have this negative perspective of faith and God and, and Christ and, and Christianity, and it affects us. You know, have you ever eaten something and then, you, you know, you threw up later and you're like, I'm never eating that again? My son the other night, he's laying on the floor. He's like, oh, I'm never going to have cow ice cream again because he's only supposed to eat goat ice cream. Uh, and yet the next time cow ice cream came out, there he was, first in line. You know, uh, I remember like my very first meal moving to Haldeman County. It was Reuben sandwiches. And I, you know, I had it for lunch and I saw it again at dinner. I was like, oh, I'm never eating Liz DeVries' cooking ever again, right? Now she's my mother-in-law, and I love her cooking. 
if you're listening, Mom. Uh, you know, but it brings up lots of these things. Like you heard it in Ashley's story. Uh, you know, God, why? If you're good, then, then why? Why do bad things happen to good people? Or why do bad things happen in my life? Or why do bad things happen at all, God, if you're, if you're God and if you're good? And our perspective is that somehow he's responsible for all of the, the, the evil that's happening in our lives. And we're like, God, if you're in control, really, then this shouldn't happen like this. And what ultimately a part of it is that we just want to be in control. We're like, God, you know, we, we want to be the ones controlling everything. And he says, you know what, I've just given everybody the opportunity to have free choice, choices that they can make. And uh, reminded me, you know, some of the thoughts are like, God, our, our prayers, like, God, I want you to do this for me. It's God, you, you work for me. Uh, God, you know, if you don't answer my prayer my way, well, then you can't be good. And it reminded me of Veruca Salt from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but, you know, Veruca's like, Daddy, get me a squirrel. I want a squirrel. You know, and he's like, uh, well, Mr. Wonka, how much is that squirrel? He's like, they're not for sale. And she's like, well, if you won't get me one, I'll go get my own. And she wanders into this thing to get a squirrel, and the squirrels toss her down the dump chute, and she ends up in the dump in, the, in this movie. And, you know, for a lot of people, it's kind of like that in our lives. You know, we see that. We say, oh, you know, we want to make our own decisions. And, you know, well, I can't have that or I shouldn't do that. Then I'm just going to do it on my own. And, you know, you prayed in middle school, God, please let her marry me, you know, and he didn't answer that request. And, you, you know, it's like, God, you can't be good. Or, or there's different things that you pray, and you're like, God, how come you didn't answer it my way? And, and it makes us think that, that he's not good. But is it possible that we've ended up in difficult places in our life because of some of our choices? Is it possible that we've ended up in difficult situations because God gave free choice to other people, and they used that choice to hurt us? Is it possible that we live in a broken world and that it's not actually God messing with your lives? You know, we can be tempted to blame the wrong person sometimes. I know David in Psalms, he wrote too, he's like, God, I see everybody around me who doesn't serve you and their life seems great and mine's terrible. Uh, And we think, you know, that God's the one messing with people. But, you know, we had some tragic things happen in our community this past week. And there's funerals, funerals for young moms, funerals for an NHL goalie things that were tragedies. And, you know, you hear people saying, hey, oh, you know what? God must have needed another angel in heaven. That's why he took them. Well, it sounds spiritual, but it's crap. Sorry for my French. It's not true. It's not true. That's not, not who God is. Jesus came to show that God is good all the time, all the time. He, he can't do anything evil. So if there's evil in your life, it's not coming from him. It's not. You know, as you hear the story, you hear the you, see, you hear Ashley's story and you hear Kristen's story. You know, the people would may, may try and say, oh, God's using sickness or God's using things to teach you stuff, you know, or God uses pain to, to try and teach you lessons. It sounds spiritual, but it's the wrong perspective of God. You know, I've shared this before, but if we had an ambulance driver driving around Haldeman County and he's like, wow, my ambulance is always empty. This is not fun. I need a job. And he just decides, I'll just go run over some people. That way I can save them. <laughs> what would you think of a person like that? Would you call that person good? I, I sure, I don't think we would. You know, but we portray that saying, oh, God messes with people, mess up their lives, do all this difficult stuff to them, and then, hey, I've come to save the day. You should love me. See, the enemy's so clever. He just makes us think that that that, that perspective of God is true. And man, when we show that to the world, it, it just, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't show the true heart. What is the truth? The truth is God's not up in heaven judging people for their sin. He's not up in heaven trying to beat them with the angry stick. He's not. He's not upset at you. He's not, he's not pouring guilt and shame on your life. That's not what he's all about. 
You know, the Bible just simply says that God saw a hurting, broken world. Not, not a world, people. He saw Kristen in that doctor's office when that diagnosis came. He saw Ashley throughout her early years of life, and he sees you right here, right now. He sees where you're at, and his heart broke for you. And it says he sent his son because he loves and because he cares, and he sent his son to save. You know, John 10.10, John, who's a Jesus follower, wrote, here's what Jesus said. He says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. There's an enemy out there. He says, but that's not what I came. I came to save. I came that you might have life. He's like, I'm not the cause of your pain. I'm the cure. Would you look to me? There's a famous verse called John 3.16. If I ask you to quote it, you probably can. For God so... That whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Do you know what came after that? You can't quote it, but you might be able to read it. It says this, that he didn't send my son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't send Jesus to judge you. It's not why he sent. If you feel that, that's not him. He says, but he sent him that you might be saved. That you might be saved. People argued about who Jesus was all the time. Some thought that he was great. Some thought he was terrible. Some thought that he was like the Messiah, the Savior. Some thought he was the devil himself. And I want to leave you with these last couple thoughts at the end of Jesus' life, Matthew 27. It's Matthew, another Jesus follower, an eyewitness. He was there. He says, he writes down, this is what happened on that day when Jesus was hanging on a cross in a real place, real time. He says this, two robbers were crucified with them, one on the right hand and one on the left. And those who passed by, they blasphemed him, wagging their heads, saying, you who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. And they said this, if, you know, if, so often the questions in our heads, you know, if God, if you're real, if you're out there, if, if, if. And they said, if, if you're the son of God, come down from that cross. Likewise, the chief priests, all the, the spiritual people in that time said, you know, they were mocking with the scribes and elders and said, he saved others himself. himself he can't save if he's the king of israel let him come down now from the cross then we'll believe him he trusted in god let him deliver him now if if he will have him for he said i am the son of god and he's basically said if if you are if you are um the son of god if you're the king of israel save save yourself come down on the cross and what they didn't realize is that he was on that cross saying you know what if i come down if i come down from this cross to entertain you with my signs and wonders that's not why i came He says, I'm hanging on this cross to save you. You know, and a lot of times the questions around us are, if God is good or if God is real, God, if, if, if. And this morning, I believe that he's asking each person in this room a question. Because the thing is, is, is Jesus the son of God? Well, he died and rose from the dead and predicted that he would do it, pulled it off. I don't know anybody else who can do that. He proved that he was someone totally different than any of us, the son of God. You know, he's God good. He says 61 times throughout the word, and he says, always good. Is God good? Yeah. The question he asks us and he asks you is this. He asked it to a hillside of people. John, one of his followers, wrote it down. It says this, on the last day of a great day of a feast in John 37, 37, it says, Jesus stood and he cried out. Can you picture that? Just picture a crowd of people. And Jesus standing up in the middle and just saying, hey, he says, if anyone's thirsty, if anyone is thirsty, and that means if anyone, he's not saying, hey, if anyone's thirsty for water, that, that, that understanding for them is if anyone is thirsty in the soul, if you're empty on the inside, if you're dry inside, 
Like you heard described this morning, he says, if that's you, if you're here this morning and there's something missing in here, he's like, you don't have to figure it all out, get it all together. He just simply said, would you just come to me? Not come to church, not come to religion, not come to rules, not come to, you know, a Sunday gathering. He said, would you just come to me? I'm a person. Would you come to me? He says, and he who trusts in me, as the scripture said, trusting that Jesus is who he said he is, he's like, something will happen inside. Rivers of living water will come out of your soul. You saw that on display this morning. You think it was easy for either of these women to share their story? No. But to see what Christ has done in them and see Ash just, just allowing God to speak through her, those words touch your hearts and your eyes. Why? Because of the power of God at work through her life. What Jesus said back then rings true today. And the same for you. If you're empty, if you're thirsty, you thin, come to me. In Matthew, Matthew wrote it this way. Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, nobody's forcing anybody. Nobody's saying, hey, we're going to try and make you do something. He just if you want to. If you don't want life the way it is and you want something different, he says, you know what? You've got to give up doing life your own way. And we make a mess of it. He simply said, would you come and follow me? Again, not follow rules, not follow traditions, not follow you know, other people. Just come and follow me. Follow Jesus, the God of the universe. He said, if you want to, you can come. And then he, he ends it with this. He says, you know what? If you try to hang on to your life, if you try to run your own life, he says, you'll lose it. He says, but if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? And what Jesus said to them and what he says to us is this. You can pursue everything out there that you think will bring happiness. And you might get it all. You might think it's that next job, it's that next raise. If I just had a little bit more money, if I could just get to that next spot, I'll get there. I'll do this. It wasn't that last girlfriend. It's the next one. It wasn't that last high. It's the next one. And pursue, he says, but you know what? What if you get it all? And you end up here at the end of your life and you have, you got it all. You got the house, the cars, everything. You think you've achieved everything. And he says, and you get to this place and you realize that I gained all of that, but I lost me. I lost my soul. The most valuable part of who I am is gone. He says, at the end, it's just ultimate loss. He says, you gain the whole world, but lose you. He says, what will you pay? What would you trade? If you look back at all the stuff you have, what would you trade to have you? My guess is you would trade it all. And if that's the case, that you would trade it all then, he's asking you to trade it all today. And what do you have to lose in following Christ? I can tell you, you lose the sense of a lack of purpose. When you really follow Christ, you lose guilt. You lose shame. You don't have to carry that anymore. You lose, you know, the thing of having to try and please everyone else because you just know he loves you just the way you are. You lose a lot of stuff you really didn't want anyways. So that's on the table this morning. For you, if you feel God tugging at your heart today, that's not me. That's not some atmosphere we created. It's the God of the universe telling you, I love you. You think you're in a crowd, but I see you as one individual, one person that I gave my life for, I gave my son for, because I love you. He's inviting you to come follow him this morning. Not join church, not do rules, not do religion. Don't get stuck in that. Just knowing Christ for yourself.
Paul said it this way. If, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old life's gone, there's a new life. You know, those people stood around the cross and said, if you're the son of God, if, if you're, if, come on down and prove it to us. Well, there was a Roman centurion standing by that cross that said after Jesus died, he just simply said, truly, this was the son of God. Where are you today? Are you in that spot where you're like, oh, if, if, if? Or is he touching your heart this morning where you're like now saying, you know what? <laughs> Truly, there is a God. Help me open my heart to him this morning. You know, the big thing with the word if is that if is usually tied to regrets. If is like, you know, if only I had or if only I did or if, if, if. Our heart in sharing this with you this morning is if we don't want you to end up at the end of life going, oh, if only I had made a different decision that day at Kingsway. If only, God, I had opened my heart to you. He's the one reaching for you. He's the one that loves you as much as he loves Kristen, as much as he loves Ashley. What are you going to do with that? My prayer is that you open your heart to him and simply say, God, like them, I believe that you are God, that you are good, that you died in my place, that you've forgiven me. And as a response to that, I want to live my life for you. It's as simple as that. You don't need to change everything to follow Jesus. He says, simply come follow me and I'll change everything. And if you're on that journey, I hope today you're inspired by the stories you heard. I hope you're challenged as the church to, be, to continue welcoming people that come through that door. Don't come here just, you know, just to be for you, but see the people that Jesus sees. Love people the way Jesus does. You are a light that shines brighter than you know. And thank you to both of you for sharing your stories and letting us be a part of this today. Can I pray with you? Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you're the reason why we're here this morning, that you've changed our lives. Thank you for giving us the chance to start over, to have a do-over, that you've forgiven and washed our old life away and given us the chance to live a new one with you. Uh, I know that's not easy, and we're not perfect at it, but thanks for not giving up on us. But you keep taking us one step at a time. Um, today, Lord, I just pray for those here that don't know you. They've sat here, they've heard, they've watched things. Something on the inside just wants to believe, but they're not sure. God, I pray that these seeds sowed today would just grow in their hearts, that they'd see you, signs of you all over, signs of your incredible love for them everywhere. And Father, I pray that we as your followers would go out and love our world like you do this week, that they might see you, how awesome, amazing you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for Ashley and thank you for Kristen. Thank you for the blessing that you've been in their lives, but the blessing they've been to us today. It's inspiring to see you at work. I love you. Thanks for letting us do this with you. It's in your name I pray. Amen.